Volume 1, Chapter 13 of the Heidenmauer, or the Benedictines, A Legend of the Rhine, by James Fedimore Cooper. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Joel Kendrick. The Heidenmauer, by James Fedimore Cooper. Volume 1, Chapter 13. Ah, me, for aught that never I could read, could ever hear by tales or history, the course of true love never did run smooth. Shakespeare. When the door was closed on the husband, the Count turned to the wife and continued the discourse. I love young Burkhold Hintermeyer, good Ulrich, he said, and would gladly be of aid in this affair, which I see plainly thou hast much at heart. The mother would be unnatural that had not anxiety for the happiness of her child. In youth, Lord Count, we gaze before us, filling the dim ascent with scenes drawn after our wishes, and peopling the world with the beings that we deem most necessary to our hopes. But when we have reached the eminence, whence the commencement and the end of life can both be plainly seen, do we first find truth. I am as little disposed to another to venture rashly on a union that has no better security for its fruits than a blind and feverish passion that will be certain to consume itself by its own fierceness but on the other hand none who have known life as i can be disposed to consider lightly those resemblances of taste and opinions those gentle touches of character and disposition that are most likely to conduce the wedded love thou art esteemed lucky in thine own consorting dame god hath much blessed me in many mercies the question is of meta my lord count ulrich spite of herself had changed color but aided by the manner of matronly reserve, she immediately assumed the little emotion passed with Emic as no more than a display of feminine reserve that was intended to repress a curiosity he had no title to indulge. The question is of Meta in sooth, he answered, and by St. Benedict, the youth shall not want for friendly and free support, but favor should have favor's reward. If I give into thy humor in this concern of thy daughter's marriage, good Ulrich, in return I expect of thee a service on which I scarce lay less stress. The matron raised her eyes to the countenance of her companion in surprise. One who had not so uniformly preserved her own self-respect might have doubted of what she heard, but the look of the burgomaster's wife merely conveyed a meaning of curiosity and innocence. You will deserve far more than I can bestow, Herr Count, should you do aught to secure the happiness of Meta. Fair wife, continued Emic, seating himself and taking her hand, with the freedom which his superior rank and the usages of the country allowed, thou knowest the manner in which these Benedictines have so long vexed our valley, and, being so deeply in the confidence of the honest Heinrich, thou must have suspected that, wearied of their insolence and exactions, we have seriously bethought us of the means by which to reduce them to the modesty that becometh their godly professions, and which might better justify their pretensions. Emic paused, and sat intently regarding the face of his quiet listener. He had unwittingly touched upon the very subject that had been the chief inducement with the burgomaster's wife for intruding upon the privacy of the conspirators. She had long suspected their intentions, and, though she felt deep care for the future lot of Meta, Anne had gladly availed herself of a favorable occasion to break the ice on a subject that, sooner or later, must be disclosed. Her real object was to warn Heinrich against the probable consequences of the plot. In this disposition, then she heard the Count with secret pleasure, and prepared herself to reply in the manner she had long meditated. All that you say, Herr Count, she answered, has more than once crossed my mind. 
and deeply have I grieved that those I so love and honor should thus meditate injury to the altars of God, plan desperate devices to interrupt his praise. How dost thou call the whinings of these knaves praise and aught but their own hypocrisy? interrupted Emic. Are they not the instigators of most of our sins by their example? The parents of all the contention that troubles the neighborhood. Consider, good Ulrich, that heaven is not a close into which souls are to be driven blindfolded but that we who are of the flock have at least the right as we have the means of judging whether the shepherds are fit for their office or not and should they prove unequal to or unworthy of their duties where do we find authority to do them harm god's my life good wife are our swords nothing are a noble name and ancient and high descent a long-standing claim to command and a stout heart nothing arrayed against the almighty they count as the leaves of your own forest when fluttering in a gale less than the flakes of snow that drive in winter against the battlements of your strong castle limburg is reared in honor of god and he that raises a hand against the sacred walls will be apt to repent the rashness in woe if there are unworthy ministers at its altars there are also those that are worthy and were it not so the mission is too high to be sullied by any frailty of those who abuse their trusts the count was disturbed for ulrich spoke earnestly and in a voice of sweet persuasion he leaned his chin upon a hand as a man that pondered well the hazards of his enterprise. "'What thinkest thou, Ulrich, of this brother of Wittenberg?' he at length asked. "'Could we but fairly make him out honest and wise, ecclesiastical authority for lowering the pride of Limburg might be had?' "'I am one of those who think Brother Luther honest. I am also one of those who think him mistaken. But even he is far from urging to deeds of violence.' by saint benedict woman thou hast had converse with father arnoff touching this question echo does not answer sound more faithfully than thou repeatest the sentiments of the prior it is not strange that they who love god should feel and speak alike in a manner affecting his honour i have said not to father arnoff nor to any other of the abbey of your designs for it is not easy for ulrich frey to forget she is both a wife and mother but i have prayed often that the hearts of those who contemplate this dangerous sacrilege may be softened and that for their own safety they may yet see the evil of their plot believe me count the dread being who is worshipped in limburg will not forget to avenge himself of those who despise his power thou art certain ulrich that thy opinions have weight with me for since childhood i have known and respected thy wisdom nay had there not been want of those claims which birth can alone give thou wouldst now be sitting in this castle its mistress and not a guest the self-denial which was practised in order to do my father pleasure cost me pain for many years nor did i rightly regain my freedom until the birth of my eldest-born turned my hopes toward posterity it is seldom woman hears the acknowledgment of her influence with the stronger sex without secret satisfaction as there had been nothing in the attachment to which the count alluded to alarm her principles or to offend her delicacy ulrich listened to this reference to the feelings and incidents of their younger days with a smile that produced an effect on her gentle features which resembled the melancholy light which illuminated the chapel of the religious community in question or which was mild placid and if we may be permitted an expression so vague tinged with hues of the past we are no longer young emic she answered withdrawing her hand under a keen impulse of its propriety and that which thou speakest belongs to a former age but if thou dost in sooth entertain this opinion of my discretion i have never said aught of thee but in thy honour there were other reasons than the late count's will why i could not listen to thy suit 
as thou wert then informed, for we are none of us the controllers of those sentiments which so much depend on taste or accident. By the sainted eleven thousand of Colne, Heinrich Frey was scarce a youth to do this disadvantage to the heir of my line and name. Heinrich Frey received my troth as the noble Ermengarde received thine, Herr von Hartenberg, answered Ulrich with the composure of one whose feelings had never been interested in the refusal to which she alluded and with the dignity of a woman sensitively alive to her husband's character. By heaven's favor, we are both happier than if wedded either above or beneath our hopes. But if thou couldst deny thyself this boon, for such in thy young fancies, didst thou believe my hand to oblige thy father of earth? Wilt thou still defy him of heaven to gratify a longing less excusable? Go to, Ulrich, thou pressest me out of reason. I know not fairly that I even meditate the enterprise thou meanest or in other language thou art not yet decided to commit the sacrilege before thy hand strikes the irretrievable blow herr count hear one that in thy youth thou professed to love and who yet remembers thy preference with grateful kindness thou art more indulgent as a matron than as a maid this is the first word of pity for all the sorrow thou causest my youth that hath ever escaped thee Pity is a term it would ill become Ulrich Heitzinger to use to Emich von Leidingen. I said gratitude, Herr Count, for the woman that pretendeth not to fill this sentiment towards the honorable youth that has preferred her to all others of her sex, payeth an indifferent compliment to her own heart. I never disavowed that thy suit gave me both gratification and sorrow, gratification that one of thy hopes could find sufficient in me to justify thy choice sorrow that thou wert necessarily disappointed and had our births been near in equality gentle ulrich hadst thou like me come of noble parentage or i like thee been of more humble origin couldst thou in sooth have found in thy heart the excuse for a different answer we are here to discuss other matters herr von hartenberg than those recollections of childish feelings god's my life callest thou the pain of disappointed affection a childish sorrow Thou wert ever tranquil in temper, and too much disposed to indifference on the subject of any warmth of heart, beyond the cold duties of family regard. This may be my fault, if you will, Count Emic, but I esteem it an advantage to feel strongest where duty most directs the affections. I remember thy final answer made through thy friend young Burkhold's mother. I owe the lad no grace for the boon, were justice done, but thou answered that the daughter of a burgomaster was unfit to be the partner of a baron, and thou prayedest me to render all duty to the count my father, that his blessing might lighten the disappointment. Now were the truth known, that reply cost thee no more than a simple refusal to one of thy maidens of some trifling grace. Were the truth known, Emic, it would tell a different tale. Thou wert then young, and though violent and hot-headed, not without many manly virtues, and thou greatly overratest the power of a thoughtful girl, if thou supposest she would gladly give pain, where she has received naught but esteem. And I had been thy neighbor's child, or wert thou the daughter of some equal of the empire? In that case, Lord Count, the answer would have been the same, said the other firmly, though her countenance evidently lost its tranquil brightness in a transient cloud. The heart of Ulrich Heitzinger spoke in that reply as well as her prudence. God's truth! Thou art of cutting simplicity! cried the Count, rising abruptly and losing the expression of gentleness that the recollection of his better days and youthful feelings had given his features in their usual hardened character. Thou forgettest, Frau Frey, that I am a poor Count of Leinigen. 
If I have failed in meet respect, returned the mild Ulrich, I am now reminded of the fault, and will sin no more. Nay, I would say not unkind or ungentle, but thou bruised my spirit with a sore answer. We were conversing of the accursed monks, too, and blood gets hot at the mention of their names. Thou thinkest, then, my excellent neighbor, that as Christians we are bound to submit to all the exactions of these reverend knaves, and that to presume to right ourselves is fine in the face of heaven's authority? You put the case in your own humor, Count. I have said not of abject forbearance or of unnecessary submission. If the Limburg monks are forgetful of their vows, the question is of their own safety. As for us, we have to look that we do nothing wrongful of itself or nothing that may be accounted disrespectful to him we worship. Prithee, good Ulrich, interrupted Emic, resuming his seat in the familiar manner he had used at the commencement of the dialogue. Let us converse in freedom of this inclination of thy child. I love young Burkhold, and would fain do him service were the means offering, but I greatly fear we shall have difficulty in bringing Heinrich to a complying state of mind. The apprehension of his refusal hath caused me much uneasiness, Herr von Hartenberg, returned the tender mother, for the burgomaster is not one of those who change their opinions readily. The overzealous persuasion of friends increases his faith in himself. At times, instead of softening those resolutions, which the wisest of us are apt to form hastily and without thought. This quality of thy excellent consort hath not escaped me. But Heinrich Frey was wived so happily himself, and with so little claim to riches on his own part, that he should not, in reason, bear too heavily on a youth that might have known better days, but for the hard fortune befalling his parents. He that hath been poor should have respect for poverty in others. I fear that such is not the working of human nature answered the thoughtful wife, nearly unconscious of what she uttered. Our experience in life would prove that they who have risen show the least tolerance for those who tarry in the rear, and, as none prizes the gift of rank and consequence so much as they to whom they are novelties, we ought not to expect the successful man too soon to forget the longings he felt when in adversity, nor him to whom honors are new to look too closely into their vanity." Nay, Heinrich is not so young in consideration or so new to fortune as to be classed with these. Heinrich! exclaimed the matron, across whose chaste brow there stole a crimson suffusion that resembled the flush of even upon the snowy peaks of the Alps. There is not question here of Heinrich Frey. The count smiled till the mustachios curled upon his brown cheeks. Thou art right, he answered courteously. It is in Burkhold and Meta that we are most interested. I think I see the means of accomplishing all we wish in their behalf, and means that offer so readily as to wear the air of being a gift of providence. They are only the more welcome for their character. Thou knowest, Ulrich, that I am greatly burdened with charges that lay heavily on all of my rank. Ermengarde hath most of the qualities of her station and a love of splendor that is costly. Besides this outfit of my young heir, who travels with the emperor, hath much drained me of means of late, else I would offer of pure love for thee and thine that which would make the connection acceptable to Heinrich. In this strait, borne down as we all are, by the war, and saddled with the cost of keeping on foot so many men in Hartenburg, I see no other present means than that I have just mentioned, or have not mentioned, for in the desire to prove your inability to serve the youth, nothing hath yet been said of this favorable chance offered by Providence. I cry thy mercy. Thou hast rightly judged me, Ulrich, for I feel it a reproach to be able to do nothing for one I so esteem. Put no undue meetings on my word, interrupted the matron, smiling like one who wished to reassure her companion. It has never entered my thoughts that the Counts of Leidegen are bound to portion all who serve them, according to their several hopes. 
It would lighten the heaviest purse in the plot in it, Harry Mick, to furnish an equal marriage gift to that which may be the share of Metafray. None know this better than I. Heinrich and I have often discoursed of the affair, and I could fain wish there existed no inequality of rank. But this is idle, and we talk only of Burkhold and his hopes. Thou art aware, Ulrich, that there are heavy issues between me and the Brotherhood concerning certain dues, not only in the valley, but on the plain, and that the contest fairly settled in my favor will much increase my revenues. Now, were this unhappy dissension decided as I could wish, it would not only be in my power, but it would become my wish to bestow such grace on all my principal followers, and none so much as on Burkhold, as might leave a favorable opinion of my bounty. We want but this affair rightly settled to possess the means of winning Heinrich to our desires. Could this honestly be done, my blessing on him that shall effect it? I rejoice to hear thee say this, good Ulrich. Thou of all others mayest be most useful in the matter. Heinrich and I have well nigh decided on the fitness of disturbing the monks in their riotous abominations. The words are strong when applied to professed Benedictines. By the holy magi, they are more than merited. Here has not the day twice turned since I had Bonifacius himself weltering in wine beneath the roof of Hartenburg, and he had been a roisterer of a suburb. Bonifacius, Limburg's abbot, have I seen in this unfit condition, Frau Ulrich, within mine own good castle walls. And in thine own good castle company, Herr Emich? Dost thou make no difference between baron and monk? Am I a sworn professor of godliness, a shaven crown, or one that looketh to be accounted better than his fellows? That I am noble is the chance of fortune, and as such I receive and profit by the advantage, though I trust, always in fitting reason, but no man can say that Emic of Linogen pretends aught to the especial virtues of a monkish character. We that are modest may claim to indulge our failings, but justice should heavily visit him that sins under a cloak of sanctity. I know that thy exception may avail thee in the end, but thou wouldst say something to Burkhold Hintermeyer's advantage? That would I, and right heartily. Could Heinrich be brought to a firm mind that I might count on the support of the townsmen, these reprobates and cows should be quickly disposed of, and, as of necessity, my dues would be much augmented by clothing Burkhold with a deputy's authority over the recovered fields and villages. He should so gain in men's respect as to soften the reluctance of the hardest-hearted burgomaster in all Germany. And in what manner dost thou look to me in effecting this object? one of thy understanding needs scarce put the question thou hast been long a wife ulrich and art skilled in the persuasions of thy sex i know not thy practice with heinrich but when ermengarde would have her way spite of her husband's inclinations she has various manners of coming to her wishes to-day she is smiling to-morrow silent now she fondles and then she frowns and most of all is she ready in seizing the moments of idle confidence to press on my unprepared reason the arguments of kisses and coquetry it were idle to say i do not understand you herr von hartenberg i wish not to raise the curtain of your domestic confidence nor do i feel disposed that any should presume to lift mine heinrich and i pursue our several ways as each deems right though i trust always with the harmony of wedded interests and i am little practised in the influence you mention but dear as meta is to the heart of her mother and surely no shoot from the parent's stem ever gave fonder hopes or justified more tender regard ulrich folded her hands and turned her meek blue eyes to heaven 
much as I esteem young Burkhold, who is the child of my youth's nearest friend, and gladly as I would see their young hearts forever bound up in the same ties of family concord and matrimonial love, the common parents of lisping, laughing babes that should cluster at my knee, giving the evening of life some compensation for the chill of its noontide, rather than aid thee in this unhallowed design, rather than do aught, even in rebellious thought, against the altars of my God, rather than set my selfishness in array against his dread power or fancy wish of mine can prove excuse for sacrilege i could follow the girl to her grave with a tearless eye and place my own head by her side without regret for that calm decline which when the weary probation of life is ended heaven grants to the deserving the count of linogen recoiled at the energy with which his companion spoke for none are so commanding as the mild when aroused to resistance, or so authoritative as the good when required to exhibit the beauty of their principles. He was disappointed, but, though a sort of instinct warned him that he had no further hopes of gaining the assistance of Ulrich, and, almost without knowing it himself, the respect which he had always entertained for his companion was increased. Taking the hand she extended to him in amity, the moment of her excitement had a little abated, he was about to reply when a footstep in the adjoining room and a timid tap at the door interrupted him. "'Thou canst enter,' said the baron, believing that one of his castle maidens was without and glad for the relief. "'A million of thanks for the honor," returned Ilse, curtsying to the floor as she availed herself of the privilege. "'This is the first time so great a favor ever befell me in Hartenburg, though when a girl, as it might be a ruddy maiden like Armeda, I once was admitted to the closet in Heidelberg there was i and the late burgomaster ulrich's father and the good wife her mother on a junketing in our young days to see the curiosity of the lector's palace and we had visited the tun thou art sent to seek me interrupted the mistress half met a need of her mother that may always be said of a certainty for girls of that age are like the young of the nest herr count who are ever in danger of breaking their necks if they take a hasty flight without the example of the old to give them prudence as well as courage Twenty times a day, I know not, and it be not fifty. Do I say to Armeda, Do as thou wilt, child, and thou dost nothing amiss. I hold it to be wrongful to curb young humors so long as they are innocent. And therefore do I say that kindness is a better rod than anger. And in this reproving and chastening manner, Herr von Hartenberg, have I reared both Meta and her mother. Well, here you both are in friendly communion, and you were children of the same cradle, and Heinrich Frey is yon, without tasting the Rhenish with the two churchmen that infect the castle. Thou wouldst surely say frequent, good nurse. What matters a word, child, infect or frequent, are much the same when one speaketh of the gentle and gay. I remember ye both young and handsome, and a pair that the whole town of Durkheim said ought never to be parted. For if one was noble, the other was good. If one was strong and valiant, the other was fair and virtuous. But the ways of the world led ye on different paths, and heaven forbid that I should say aught against ways that so many travel. And thou hast left Meta with those that infect the castle to come and say this? Not like it it is true i let the girl listen to a few of their idle words for without experience a maiden may not know when to repulse an improper freedom but for any levity to escape my eye were as impossible as for my lord count to fail in duty to the limburg altars no i complain not of the stranger nobles for while he of rhodes did many gentle offices in behalf of meta the reverend abbe held me in discourse touching this heresy of luther and i warrant you ecclesiastic as he is he went not away the worse for my opinion of the schismatic 
we had goodly discourse on the dangers and tribulations of the times, and might have had much learning between us, but for young Burkhold, who fancied himself beating the forest by the manner in which he threshed among the old armor of the hall, disturbing all present with the idle pretense of seeking a crossbow for the count's pleasure in the morning, as if the Herr Count would have hunted with less satisfaction because there were wise words uttered in his halls. The Hintermeyers are a race I love, but this youth seemeth to be wanting of respect for years. And what hast done with my child? Thou knowest it was thy desire she should say a few greetings to the fallen Lotchen, and when I thought the wandering cavalier had had his say, I beckoned the child away, in order that she might go to the hamlet on that errand. She will be none for the worse for the discourse with that free cavalier, for not so quickens virtue of the pure stamp as a little contamination with vice. It is like the base metal they put in gold to make the precious ore hard, and able to undergo many hands. Thou hast not suffered Meta to go unattended? Didst ever know me fail in duty? Thy motherly heart is quick to take alarm, like the bird fluttering at each leaf that rustles, not I in sooth. I sent the vain Gisela to keep her company, and whispered our meta well as they departed, not to fail to draw instruction from her companion's light discourse, which, I will warrant, turns on naught else but the gallantries of these strangers. Oh, leave old ills to profit by anything edifying that may turn up in the way of accident. I that never yet lost a good moral for wanting of pushing an opportunity, and here stands Ulrich as proof of what I have done. I owe you excuses, Harry Mick, for sending away your forester, but the boy vexed me with his clatter among the shields and arquebuses, and in order to give him a wholesome lesson in silence, I sent him to see Meta safe to his mother's door, under the pretense of its being necessary to have a manly arm present to beat off the barking curs of the hamlet. Does Heinrich know this? In sooth, he is so beset with thy honor in being closeted with my lord the count that he does little besides talk of it and take his cup. When the child was thus cared for by the one who first held her in arms and one, too, whose experience is little short of threescore and fourteen, I saw the necessity of calling him from his pleasures. Ulrich smiled, and turning to the count, who had been so much lost in thought as to give little heed to the words of the nurse, she offered him her hand, and they left the closet in company. End of Volume 1, Chapter 13 Read by Joel Kendrick